Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda. Good morning. Thanks for your company. I'm Talissa Bazaz, filling in for Natasha Belling. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 14th of April. A man wanted over an horrific shooting on a New York subway has been arrested and charged. More than 20 people were injured when a man wearing a gas mask allegedly set off smoke grenades on a train carriage before opening fire. Five people remain critical this morning. New York City Police Commissioner Keechan Sewell says 62-year-old Frank James has been charged. We hope this arrest brings some solace to the victims and the people of the city of New York. We used every resource at our disposal to gather and process significant evidence that directly links Mr. James to the shooting. We were able to shrink his world quickly. There was nowhere left for him to run. A heads up if you're packing your bags for a flight today, it's expected to be the busiest day of domestic travel across the country in two years. We're being advised to arrive two hours earlier with one of the country's busiest airports, Sydney, to protest 82,000 travellers today alone. Qantas says between 20 and 50% of its staff are off work due to COVID, while in Melbourne Airport there are 120 different job vacancies. Quentin Long from Australian Traveller says severe staff shortages are behind the hours of delays. They haven't restaffed as quickly as they needed to. And they have also been victim of close contacts of COVID. So, you know, if you were a close contact, you couldn't go to work. So that took a lot more people out of the rotation. A tragic start to the holidays on our roads with four people killed in a crash in Queensland's Southern Downs region last night. Four young women lost their lives when a car they were travelling in turned onto the New England highway straight into the path of a semi-trailer. Senior Sergeant Gerard Brady has told Seven the truck driver survived and has been treated for shock. In the uh, lead-up to Easter, this is a tragic um, event and it's a, just a timely reminder to everyone to drive to the conditions. Please stay aware of what you are doing. Authorities are still working to identify the victims. Jobs and health are set to be top of the agenda today as pollies embark of day four of their election campaign. The PM is set to promise $220 million to improve wood processing tech and secure 73,000 forestry jobs, while the opposition leader will be in the marginal seats in the New South Wales Hunter region talking up Medicare and health announcements. It comes as the Greens leader Adam Band clapped back at journalists yesterday who keep quizzing politicians on stats for gotcha moments instead of pressing them on policy. Do you know what would be a better way of showing that politicians are in touch with the need of everyday peoples? It would be passing laws that lift the minimum wage. It would be making dental and mental into Medicare. It would be making sure that we wipe student debt and build affordable houses. Overseas, US President Joe Biden has accused the Russian president of genocide in Ukraine, with reports Russia is preparing to escalate the attack on the country's east. Moscow claims the comments are unacceptable and distorting the situation. Meantime, there are reports 1,000 troops in the besieged Ukrainian port city of Mariupol have surrendered. The reports are coming from the Russian Defence Ministry. Ukraine is yet to confirm the information. 
now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. Some welcome news with more COVID restrictions easing across multiple states this Easter. Western Australia has changed its definition of close contact overnight. Now only household or intimate contacts of a positive case will need to isolate. They've also lifted the 500-person cap for hospitality venues, nightclubs, convention centres and function centres. While Queensland's vaccination mandate has eased, meaning thousands of unvaccinated people can head back to the pub, the movies or the footy for the first time in months. Our reporter David Dolan has more. Well, Talissa, this puts Queensland in line with most of the other states. There's now no need to check in to hospitality venues, cinemas, theatres, stadiums or casinos. Opposition leader David Crisofulli says it's been a long time coming. Operators have been to hell and back and they have been frustrated. Uh, But my message to them is let's make the most of what can be a golden era. Although you still need to show your VAC status at vulnerable settings like hospitals, aged care homes, schools and childcare centres. South Australia will ease its mask mandates tomorrow with face coverings only needed on public transport at airports, prisons, health centres and aged care facilities. And to New South Wales, Sydney commuters will be able to travel for free on public transport from today after months of disruptions. Our Sydney reporter, Sasha Bumbergat, has the details. 12 days of free travel has kicked off here, Talissa, as part of a bid to thank travellers for hanging in there following major issues on the network. Industrial action, COVID-fuelled staff shortages and flooding has wreaked havoc right across the public transport network since the start of the year. The free fares extend outside Sydney with the Blue Mountains, Illawarra, Central Coast, Hunter Region and Newcastle to benefit as well. While the union will use today to seize on the issues behind the disruptions in their ongoing fight with the state government for better pay and conditions. Now for the latest in business and finance, we're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. Today we'll get the latest take on the country's jobless rate and it's expected to be the best reading in nearly 50 years. Yeah, only two years ago when the coronavirus pandemic closed down the economy, economists feared the unemployment rate could hit 10 or even 15%. But today the ABS is expected to tell us that the jobless rate is a very low 3.9% and some economists tip it could even go lower but if that happens it will put pressure on inflation and interest rates in economics good news can bring bad news that's why it's called the dismal science (laughs) there you go and look local stock markets look set to ignore ukraine war worries and inflation forcing up interest rates to open up today That's right. A 14-point rise is expected for the Aussie stock market after a 25-point gain yesterday with a strong positive start to US earnings season overnight, driving Wall Street stocks up with the tech-heavy Nasdaq rising a big 1.5% before the close of trade. If US companies show that their earnings beat expectations, it could help KO fears about higher interest rates causing a recession. And these predictions of a 15% fall in house prices as interest rates rise in the coming years can be avoided, but it means the Reserve Bank has to act in a certain way. What has to happen here, Peter? Yes, the RBA has to get it right, and the nation's number one property website, REA, has a property price tracking business called PropTrack, and it argues the housing market could avoid a predicted deep price fall if the RBA 
takes a wise approach to interest rates to contain inflation. Prop track economist Paul Ryan suggests if the RBA manages rate rises sensibly, house prices could end up flat rather than dropping by 15%. Thank you, Peter. Cheers. Time for sport now. We're joined this morning by Sean Maynard. Sean, good morning. The NRL's rejected a request from the Knights for Anthony Milford to train at the club. Yeah, we're hearing Newcastle can't even meet with the ex-Bronco to discuss a six-month contract until the Integrity Unit finishes its probe into his off-field incident last year. That's what's being reported by News Corp. We expect to get some more details on this later today, though. It's the latest blow for Milford, who's trying to revive his career after being cleared of assault charges. And round six of the NRL kicks off tonight with the Raiders hosting the Cowboys in Canberra. Sure does. Canberra have added Xavier Savage to the bench. Matt Frawley drops out. Cohen Hesse's been named to return for North Queensland from a shoulder problem at prop, meaning Ruben Cotter goes back to the bench. Uh, the Broncos, they're hoping to break tradition in their Good Friday clash with the uh, the Panthers over in Penrith, not usually having a lot of luck at the foot of the mountain. Uh, there's added pressure too with the absence of uh, Pat Carrigan to injury and a suspended Thomas Flegler and Albert Kelly. Uh, Captain Adam Reynolds telling us it's going to be a toughie. Yeah, it makes the task a little bit harder, but look, whoever they put in there and, you know, they're expected to do a job and a lot of our, um, you know, effort areas were a lot better last week and if they continue to be as good as they were last week, it gives ourselves, you know, every chance possible to win the game. And I'm sure the Panthers will be boosted by Nathan and Ivan Cleary signing that five-year contract yesterday. And we've got an Easter Thursday blockbuster in the AFL too, Sean. We do. Um, the Pies have bolstered their uh, their midfield naming Taylor Adams and Jordan DeGoey also coming in. Uh, Jordan Ruffhead after shoulder surgery, uh, Mason Cox and Nathan Kruger too. Brisbane have dropped Nakai Cockatoo and Oscar McInerney returns from uh, from suspension. Kai Lohman is the new name. He's been handed a long-awaited debut. And just finally, the Aussie men's cricket team, they have a new coach. Not too many people will be familiar with his name, but Andrew McDonald, he's done the rounds. The former state cricketer has served his uh, apprenticeship, shall we say, as Justin Langer's understudy admits. He had to think about it before accepting the uh, the full-time role. Obviously, you think long and hard about it. There's so many things that you factor in. You factor in family. Is the job the right time for you? Is it the right place for you? So, yeah, had to work through all of that and... Here we are today, as I said, excited by the opportunity ahead. Uh, Langer, of course, stepping away from the gig several weeks ago, back in February, in fact. Uh, and that's your look at sport. Thanks, Sean. And we're expected to spend $1.5 billion on food across this Easter long weekend. With borders open this year, $7 billion is expected to be spent on holiday travel as well. Fleur Brown from the Australian Retailers Association says families will spend an average of 100 bucks each, with chocolate set to make up much of the menu. It's possibly no surprise that Australians consume a huge five kilograms of chocolate per person per year. Hopefully not all of that at Easter, but chocolate is definitely coming up top of the list in terms of Easter consumption, uh, closely followed by hot cross buns. There's nothing wrong with eating five kilos of chockey, is there? <laughs> and that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also find the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Talissa Bazaz. Thanks for your company. Have a safe long weekend. Natasha Belling and Australia Today's Morning Agenda is back on Tuesday. Listener.